when I felt like I wasn't living up to those expectations, I would hide that part of myself and just keep showing up as this like perfect figure. Just looked really good on paper. And at the same time, I was getting drunk and high every night, just unable to cope with the high expectations, the high standards. And, you know, I was just trying to keep up with looking like I had it all together and I didn't. I convinced myself of this life that I wanted when I really never stopped and thought, is this what I want or is this what I think I should want because of the world's expectations and what everyone else has put on me. I finally got to that point. I had to finally be comfortable enough with myself and know my own worth enough to say, okay, enough with everyone else's expectations. What do I expect for my own life? What do I expect for myself? This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey everyone, welcome back. This week, I'm really excited to speak with Taryn Rain, who is the founder of an online wellness platform called The Remote Yogi, which helps women seek support in their transformation through the foundations of yoga. Taryn spent her life chasing after the perfect life, the marriage, nice home, and corporate job until she had it all and felt nothing but anxiety and emptiness. She turned to yoga, mindfulness practices, and spiritual tools to help her find her confidence within herself and the badass energy she needed to leave behind her perfect life for one of travel and the unknown. So listen on to find out how Taryn has been able to transform her life as a traveling yogi. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us. I am here with Taryn. Hey Taryn, how are you? Doing great. Having a great time over here in Thailand. (laughs) How about you? I am good. I'm back in New York City. It's spring here, so a lot of rain. But other than that, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could do with some more rain here in Thailand. So send it our way, please. (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Sure. So I am still shocked every day that I wake up living the life that I live. So currently I live out of my suitcase and I've been doing so for the last couple of years, traveling the world in a different country almost every other month, just kind of moving through the paces. And yeah, the reason I say I never really pictured me being here is because most of my life I had sought after like that picture perfect life where you have the marriage and the home and the nice job and and all those things. And I went down that path and um, began living that life. And it just didn't work out for me. I, I found myself with everything I ever thought I wanted and having daily panic attacks and just completely miserable. Um, so I 180'd my life and am now like here a completely different person. That's kind of like a great intro to to everything I've been through. (laughs) So what was that defining moment that led you to finally just leave what you knew, what you've done before to become this other new person that you didn't think that you were going to do or be? Yeah. So I think it was like a number of little movements here and there that really started to push me. I can remember having a few panic attacks that just sent me to the edge. Like one in particular, I like literally couldn't get myself off the floor and 
you know, my husband I was married to at the time was super drunk and I wasn't able to lean on him at all. And I remember having to call my dad at three o'clock in the morning to drive an hour to where I live to pick me up from my own home as an adult because I needed somebody to take care of me. And I think it was that moment that I was like, okay, this isn't working. Like something radically needs to change because this isn't who I, I want to be and this can't be my life. And throughout that time, I had already been getting into yoga. I had been going through the yoga teacher training and through that, I had been surrounded by people who, for the first time in my life, weren't judging me for showing up less than perfect every day. And they were really encouraging me to, to seek better for myself. Um, and it kind of just bloomed into, you know, me teaching and building a community of students who looked up to me and, and saw me as somebody who they wanted to be because I presented this face that, that had everything together. And it felt really unauthentic to me. And, and I realized that in order for me to really be the person I need to be for my students and, and for myself, I needed to, to leave that situation that I was in, that marriage, that lifestyle, and um, seek freedom and, and something else that was totally off off the beaten track, as you'd say. <laughs> and that's something that's really hard. Obviously, it was really hard for you to kind of realize that you needed to make that change. Because right now, you're standing at this moment where you are really loving your life. But at that moment where you had panic attacks and also thinking about all the changes you were going to make, I mean, that's a really hard step to, to mm. do. And for a lot of people, it's a really scary thing. How were you able to push yourself to finally make that change? Yeah. So I talk a lot about perfectionism. And most of my life, I grew up needing to always please everyone around me. And this, I think, started with growing up in a really, really strict Christian household where, you know, we had to live up to these high expectations. And when I felt like I wasn't living up to those expectations, I would hide that part of myself and just keep showing up as this like perfect figure. So, you know, through high school, I was, you know, head of every club, graduated early, like student of the month for my city, like just looked really good on paper. And at the same time, I was, I was off getting drunk and high every night, just unable to cope with the high expectations, the high standards. And this continued through through college and, and working two jobs while trying to, to graduate and, and straight into to marriage where I jumped in like, okay, I'm going to keep this perfect persona going and like have the perfect little house and, you know, jumped right into household duties and read every blog on being the perfect wife and, you know, being a homemaker while working full time and running free small businesses because why not do it all? And, you know, I was just trying to keep up with looking like I had it all together and I didn't. I like convinced myself of this life that I wanted when I really never stopped and thought, is this what I want or is this what I think I should want because of the world's expectations and what everyone else has put on me? So yeah, when I finally got to that point, I had to finally be comfortable enough with myself and know my own worth enough to say, okay, enough with everyone else's expectations. What do I expect for my own life? What do I expect for myself? And so I always talk about it as like an unbecoming, like a stripping off all the layers of like everyone else's shoulds and, and how you how your life needs to look like and things like that and stripping that away and, and rediscovering who I was at the core of all that before I let anyone else kind of in and, and redirect me. 
it's really interesting right now, especially in social media, and you hear a lot of people talk about people having expectations, unrealistic expectations from you, especially for women. And you can't be perfect all the time. But what I find to be really true is we are our own worst critic and enemy. So we even go beyond what other people are thinking about us. Honestly, that doesn't really matter if you are really happy with who you are. You won't even consider what other people are talking about, even if it's something negative, if you are really content and happy with yourself as a person. So it's for me, it's interesting when I read a lot of things like people talking about badly about women's images, um, body wise or women in business, when us as women ourselves are the first thing we should tackle, right? Our personal issues, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because Mm -hmm. everything else will change if we just look at ourselves internally and our outer bodies and we accept who we are and be happy with it. And I think it will go a really long way, even with just for ourselves. It doesn't even matter what other people think at that point, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And and that was the biggest part of it was understanding my own worth and what that looked like. And this seems to be like the the major theme in a lot of the coaching I do with my clients is it all comes back to self-worth, but I never label it as such because we all think that we have gotten our worth figured out in some regards. Um, and that's typically the problem. But also, you know, when we're when we're lacking our own our own worth, our own appreciation and confidence in who we are, the world just reflects that back to us, right? So as much as I wanted to be frustrated with my ex-husband for telling me things like, oh, I don't listen when you talk because your voice is so annoying. Yeah, that's a really crappy thing to say. But I've always thought my whole life that my voice is annoying and who would want to listen to me talk, right? So he's just repeating back to me exactly what I think of myself. And so when we can start to sit back and say, okay, the world's only beating me up because I keep allowing myself to beat myself up and they're just reflecting that back. And, you know, choosing to see it differently has been like such the big thing in my life. Like I don't, I sh- don't show up perfectly every day. Like I still beat myself up throughout the day. And, and when I notice I'm doing it, I have to say, okay, I, I choose to see this differently. You know, I choose love instead of whatever this is right now. Absolutely. And Taryn, it's really interesting that you say that because you see a lot of really confident women and a lot of people will ask them, well, why are you so confident? And they say, because I surround myself with the right people and also because I am confident with myself. So if you start thinking that way, where you are really confident with who you are and you're happy, then everyone around you will feel the same way. Like you said, we kind of just start telling people how we think. I mean, I've been with so many beautiful women start telling themselves that they're ugly and they're hideous in pictures. I mean, that's, it's really interesting that you say that, right? And we all say that to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Other people who are looking at their images are thinking, oh my gosh, I want to be like that. Meanwhile, they're saying to themselves, Mm -hmm. I'm so ugly. I'm so hideous, (laughs) which is really crazy to me how we can totally switch that mindset and everything everything else will change with the way we take a look at ourselves and how other people see us as well. Yeah. And I think you also brought up a good point earlier of social media. You know, we're living in a time where 
we're all looking up to these influencers and, you know, even my audience, the way they look up to me, I have to constantly remind them, like, do you remember that I'm putting the best days on Instagram, especially as a traveler, right? As I'm traveling the world, I'm posting the days that I'm like hiking a mountain and like drinking coffee in exotic locations. I'm not posting like the photos of me in my underwear at my laptop, like <laughs> pounding away 12 hours a day. You know what I mean? Like I don't post that, but it's there. And so I try to remind my audience of that as much as possible that like, you know, everyone from like like super famous celebrities to like the people that you look up to on social media everyone has insecurities everyone has bad days like again today I was telling my audience like I'm having a really really bad week like one of those weeks where I'm just like smothering myself in gelato and like crying about it and not even like (laughs) caring you know and I have the tools I have the tools to like take care of my life and and get rid of my anxiety. But some days it's just not possible and that's okay. You know, we're not all here to be perfect every day or or have sunshines and rainbows every day. Absolutely. And I think that's why there's a huge push for people to be more authentic and to show the realities of it. Because like you said, when we post on social media, we usually just put our best foot forward and we just show the beauty of it. But most of the time, probably 60 or 70% of it, it's a lot of hustle and struggle and failures that you don't see. And that's really what makes you grow in the long run. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's, it's the uncomfortable moments. It's the being really vulnerable and awkward and like totally in your flawed humanness that like we're able to actually cultivate the most connection with other people. So I always remind my, my friends and family and and my clients of that as well. Like it's really, really awkward and you're probably going to lose people, (laughs) but the people that you lose are not there to be there for you anyway. Right? Like I always tell people I lost a ton of people when I got married at 21 because all my party friends were like, oh, you're so boring now. Goodbye. And then when I got divorced at 24, I lost all of my like, you know, perfect house, perfect wife kind of people, you know, and it, it just, as I shed people away over and over again, and then again, when I started traveling, I shed away all the friends who couldn't be there for me when I wasn't physically there. And as painful of that as that was, those experiences were able to open me up for bringing more people into my life who were actually there to hold me in my flaws instead of like only want to see the side of me that they're willing to hang out with, you know? And that's really the moment where you find true friendships is when you're making those transitions and you're making big decisions and really hard decisions that you're going to find out who are there for the long run. And that's a blessing, honestly, Mm -hmm. for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it reminds you also like what kind of friend you want to be like when your friends are going through it as well, like when you've been through the trenches, so to speak, how can you show up better? And one of the things I've learned through this whole process is with, with my good friends and my business partners, we always stop and ask each other, like, how can I be better supporting you? Because I think that that's a question that we're not asking enough because everyone needs support in a different way and and needs, you know, friendship in a different way. That is such a great exercise to do with, with friendships and I think a lot of times it's just very surface, our conversations with Mm -hmm. each other. How was your day? Maybe sometimes we complain about certain things, but we don't really analyze how we can become a better friend or partner for everyone around us too. And just evaluating how we are as individuals for ourselves and for each other. Yeah. And even in the workspace, like me and my business partner, we end every meeting with, is there anything I can better support you with this week? And usually we got it. 
it. Like, right, we're on our own, we're good. But every now and again, we're like, hey, actually, yeah, I could really use your help with this project I'm doing. And thank you so much for asking. Because, you know, a lot of us have been conditioned that we don't ask for help, right? We're independent women. We get everything done on our own, like, you know, badasses over here hustling. (laughs) But sometimes we need to slow down and ask for help. And that can be a really uncomfortable and vulnerable thing to do. So if you can open the door for somebody and say, hey, how can I be more helpful to you? It allows them to ask the question in a place that's a little less scary, you know? I think a lot of people will think it's a weakness when you start asking for help, but honestly, it's going to make you grow. You can't do everything on your own. And if you have a team around you that will support you, why not, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like we can't do everything out here as much as we think that we're super women. We're not like, especially women, we were created to form these circles, to form these bonds and to lean on each other. And that's where we find the most power. We're never going to be as powerful, like off on our own doing our thing. But when we've got our crew of, you know, girls behind us, we're able to move forward. And, you know, I always say when I rise, she rises and she rises, like we're able to kind of help everyone in in our vicinity rise up around us. Absolutely. And when you do that, you help each other grow and you don't know what can happen. It just becomes a bigger thing, bigger than yourself, bigger than what you wanted to start with. Now, Taryn, let's look back to when you finally decided to leave everything behind and start a new career for yourself. What did you Mm -hmm. like to do? I know you do a lot of consulting. You also do remote yoga, which is really interesting. (laughs) I mean, what's an interesting career and business to go into? How are you able to do that? Yeah, well, funny thing. I um, was working as a lifestyle director and a part-time yoga teacher before I started traveling. So I, as a lifestyle director, did a lot of events and communications for an association. And then I did the yoga teaching part-time and I also had two other businesses. I was just, you know, one of those like, let's never sleep kind of people. And um, I had filed for the divorce and on my Facebook feed, an ad popped up for this company called Remote Year. Have you heard of that? Yes. Okay. So Remote Year is an organization that like takes people on a trip around the world, usually for a year, but now they've got shorter programs. And you're with 50 other people who all work remotely in some vicinity, whether they're freelancers or full-time remote workers, and you travel the world together for a year. And I thought, you know, I can't stay in this small town I was living in, now divorced and like feeling so lonely. And I, you know, kind of just decided this life didn't work out. Let's just 180. Let me sell everything. I had a three-bedroom house to myself. I sold everything inside, got everything down to my suitcase. And, you know, set out for this adventure, but it was one of those things where you come up with a plan and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I have absolutely no idea how (laughs) it's going to work. You know, at this time I was like, I'm going to go do this world travel thing, but I was working as an event planner and yoga teacher, not things that you can take online. Right. (laughs) So I thought, (laughs) so I'm like, how on earth am I going to be able to find a remote job to be able to travel? Cause I didn't have savings to be able to do this. And, you know, I plastered my house with photos of people working from their laptops all over the world. I like put the logo of remote Europe all over my house and like in my car and in my shower, it was everywhere. 
And I just said, I have no idea how I'm going to do this, but something's going to come up and something's going to work out for me. And I found a job working in sales for an event company. So it was kind of in my realm, not really. I knew it wasn't something I wanted to be doing forever, but I thought it's going to help me travel the world. Boom, jump in. And still had no idea how I was going to keep doing yoga because it was something I loved. And being able to coach my students was something I really loved. And going on this trip around the world with 50 other people who are all the best at what they do, right? You've got photographers, you've got website developers, marketers, all these different people. And they're teaching you along the way, like, how can I help you with what you're doing? How can we help each other? And I just had so many friends saying, Taryn, why are you not running your own business by now? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, you're totally capable. And I laughed. I, I never really saw myself as a businesswoman or business savvy. And I, I thought it was silly until they sat down and showed me how easy it was and how much of the skills I already had. And yeah, through, through their coaching. And then I ended up doing B-School with Marie Forleo and then Spirit Junkie Masterclass with Gabby Bernstein. They're like my two big leaders. I just dove in and said, how can I, how can I make this work? And was able to create what I call like an online wellness platform that's through the foundations of yoga. So it's a membership with um, yoga, meditations, live calls where we go through coaching practices. Yeah, and it just really developed slowly over time while I kept trekking away at that sales job, you know. And actually just a couple months ago, I, I was able to finally leave that sales job and jump in full-time into this business, which has grown into courses and, and coaching one-on-one and group coaching and, and things like that. But the membership still like the, the main thing I do. And it just kind of blossomed out of this year of travel. Congratulations. I'm so happy that you're able to do this. And thank goodness you had all of those people around you to push you and guide you along the way Mm -hmm. to do this. And for you to take that step and take the advice that they had and also acknowledge that you are really capable of doing this for yourself, which is amazing. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the biggest lessons I took away is, you know, I felt so overwhelmed when I first got started. I was like, I don't know how to build a website. I don't know how to edit video. I don't know how to, you know, do all these things. And I, of course, trying to build this small business while working full time in a job that really underpaid me, I was like, how I can't afford to pay anyone else to help me with these things, which was really actually good. And the fact that it forced me to learn so much which is really empowering. And it comes down to the fact that like nowadays we have Google, like you can really learn how to run any part of your business if you put your mind to it. Because again, I never thought I would be able to do any of these things. And it just took that like confidence and other people around me reminding me that they believe in me. That was, you know, so powerful and transformative in my journey into being the founder of this company that I now have. (laughs) It makes you feel so much more empowered when you can do all of these things, run your business. And I am a really huge believer of outsourcing. But the first thing I tell people is to always do all those tasks yourself because it's going to help you in Mm -hmm. the long run, especially when you're hiring someone and you're interviewing them and you, you know exactly what to ask and look for because you've done the work. <laughs> you can jump right in. Like, you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and now I'm in a place where I'm like, I'm 
you know, getting a VA on board and hopefully getting an editor on because as much as I love the fact that I learned how to edit video, I'm learning, you know, certain things stop serving you. You know, your time becomes more valuable as you start to build in these different spaces. And yeah, and, and there's still things like, so on this trip, one of my biggest supporters was originally one of my best friends on the trip and, and has now become my partner for the last year and a half. And, you know, he's my biggest encouragement and he's a genius at marketing. And so half the time I just go to him and I say, I can't figure this out. Where do you need help in your business? Let's do a trade. <laughs> I don't want to deal with, I don't want to deal with this today. Like trade me, you know? And, and so that's been cool too, having people in, in your corner that you can pull in when you're like, you know, I just need an extra hand or an extra eye or whatever it is. That is amazing that you were able to find your partner on this trip too. So that's another great reason why you should do this <laughs> to take that leap. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we had just both gotten out of long-term relationships before starting this trip and neither one of us were wanting to be in a relationship anytime soon. But, you know, when things are just thrown upon you and you're like, all right, universe, I don't understand what's happening, but I'm going to run with it. And we just keep running with it every day. And yeah, it, it's just, it's nice when you get those little perks that you weren't expecting. It's just an added bonus to a life that you're already building. And I'm so glad that it worked out for you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And of course, like not every day is perfect. Like I still wake up like this week's just been a really bad week. My website's currently down, which I'm sure as a business owner, you know how stressful that is. Yeah. And I've just like found myself on the couch eating gelato this week. Like, why am I doing this? Why do I even have a business? Like, you know, like there's still those days. <laughs> <laughs> there's always those ups and downs, right? And that's why it's not a yeah. hard road to go into. It's definitely not easy, but it has so much to give back that it's worth all of the struggle that we go through. I mean, we talk about all of it now, but honestly, would you even trade this for anything? <laughs> no, no, I would never trade the bad days for like the number of like connections I've been able to make, like the changes I've been able to make in other people's lives. Like, and I, that's what I said, actually, in my email today, I said, you know, today was a really bad day. <laughs> but when you have really bad days, and you can look back and reflect on like, all the many more good days, it's like, okay, life's fine. Like, you know, I'll stop wallowing tomorrow and things will be fine. <laughs> so you have one of those lives that people look at on social media and think, oh, my goodness, I wish I was like that. Or how can I become more like this? So it's definitely I mean, we we all have our bad days, but it's definitely mostly good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And. There's also the reminder that even like the most perfect lives, again, like I said, have bad days. Like, yes, I get to wake up in a cool different location most days. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm in these amazing locations every day and, and life's beautiful, but there's still days when I'm sick and there's still days when, you know, my website crashes and there's still days when I miss family and I miss home and I miss like Western food and a sprouts. Like, you, you know, it's regardless of how perfect your life is, there's still going to be things that you feel like, you know, some days you just don't have it so good. And so that's what I always remind people of as well. It's always a perspective thing. So if you can't find the perspective to be grateful for your life exactly as it is right now, that's not going to change when you 
get the job that you've always wanted or you get the boyfriend that you've been longing for or you get like the money that you've been after. Like if you can't find that gratitude right now today, change of venue is not going to help that situation. That is a really great point to make, Tyron, because gratefulness is the key to everything. Like you said, it's not going to change anything. Even if you get a million dollars tomorrow, you're still going to feel the same way. And I think that's why a lot of people become depressed too, is because they feel like their lives are going to be better after they get this and they get it. And it's still the same. You know, maybe you have feelings of happiness for a day or two, and then all of a sudden it comes back to it. So I definitely think practicing gratefulness is the key to longevity when it comes to personal happiness in the long run. Yeah. And so many of us, of course, live our lives chasing goals. Um, You know, I got to get this job and this, you know, paycheck and this whatever. And we're just like chasing after these goals, goals, goals. And with the idea that like, once I get here, I'll feel satisfied. Once I get here, I'll feel happy. But we keep setting the bar a little further out. So every time we start to get closer, we set the bar further, we set the bar further, or we get there. And like one of my guest teachers on my blog says, she always goes, is this it? Like she, you know, she got to her perfect life and that is, is this it? Is this what I've been stressing out and, and working like crazy for? Because we never were able to slow down and say, first off, is this what I really want? Is this what's going to bring me true joy? Because I haven't slowed down enough to get to know myself when I've been chasing all these goals. And then secondly, like understanding that the happiness comes from within and the external world can't change that. Yeah. And also, I'm really excited to talk to you, Taryn, about the anxiety of running a business and trying to do it all perfectly for our extended interview. So I can't wait to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, let's look forward to 40 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? That's a great question. Um, one of the greatest compliments I get in the last couple of years is about authenticity and how, you know, I show up as my my true self every day. And as that wasn't the case for most of my life, I really want to be showing up and showing women how to step into that for themselves, step into the worthiness of being able to be who you are, feel worthy in that and not feel like you're having to chase after the enoughness of somebody else's expectations. And so, you know, I think the legacy I want to leave is somebody who made people uncomfortable and stuck with, with my own thoughts and my own truths anyway, you know, even when it went against what else the rest of the world was saying, because I, I hold on to my authentic truth more than I hold on to the standards of others and being able to set that expectation or set that standard for other people around me that they can seek that same truth within themselves. That is a great legacy to leave turn and you're already starting it now. So it's perfect. And I'm sure it's just going to get bigger and bigger (laughs) in the long run. Right now, if our listeners, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Well, they should be able to find me when my website's back up at the remote yogi dot blog, but they can find me on any social media at the remote yogi. I, on Instagram a lot. That's probably the platform I'm on the most. Um, and then if they're looking for information on my membership, remoteyogitribe.com is the place to go for that. 
Perfect. Thank you so much, Sharon, for speaking with us today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Taryn. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview with Taryn where she shares how to deal with anxiety and the stress of perfection while running a business. Hey, Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.